In the Quran, it says that all the Christians are going to burn in hell because they dared say that God has a son. So all the Christians who believe that they've lived their lives dedicated to God, they've gone without alcohol, without pleasure, without sex, they've punished themselves in this way because they think it's somehow good to do that. According to the Quran, they're all going to burn. And then according to the Bible, because the Muslims have not accepted that Jesus is the son of God and that Jesus is their savior, they're all going to burn. So everybody's going to burn over a sudden teeny little technicality. <laughs> if God was real, <laughs> he wouldn't give a damn, literally. Welcome to the Lone Star Play podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by TexasRealFood.com. Find out more at the end of this episode. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Lone Star Play podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. We have a very fascinating episode today. It's a little bit longer than the ones we've been having. Um, the conversation just went. Um, it's actually something near dear to my heart. Um, and just thought it was something we should uh, talk about. Um, it's a guest we've had on before, RN Raw. Um, and brought him on again. It was one of our more popular episodes, um, to be honest with you. And it might be, I don't know why it's controversial, but it sort of is the topic of atheism. Um, I myself am an atheist. And yeah, he's a big YouTuber and, and atheist activist. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation last time and brought him on again to just, ha you know, talk about new th updated things. And I'm not going to lie, the conversation just fl flows so freely. Um, so look, if you're trying to understand what atheism is and what it's about, you know, we go into that and also just you know, if you follow Aron on YouTube and stuff, you know, he's a big YouTuber. This is what he does and debates and whatnot. Um, then, uh, you know, this is the podcast, you know, you're going to want to listen to, um, you know, just hear his thoughts, just getting his take and his thoughts on a lot of different things that are, you know, going about. Um, and it's, he, he's such a fascinating figure uh, to me, to be honest with you. I really enjoy speaking with him. He's very well-spoken and I very much enjoy uh, our conversations. So, um, you know, it's just such a controversial thing, right? And, and, and I, you know, for anybody that's religious, that's going to listen to this, please, um, we're not, um, you know, we're not here to disparage anybody's belief systems. Um, we, we just always like to have different viewpoints on, and I've had religious leaders on the podcast. So, and more so than atheists. So, if anything, we've shown one side more than the other, to be honest, um, the religious side of, you know, people who are more religious. Um, so just about showing different viewpoints. That's, that's all it is. Um, so please sit back with an open mind and, you know, enjoy this conversation. And please, there's links in the description. Uh, you can find Aaron, Aaron, pardon me, I almost did it again. Last time I called him Aaron. His name is Aaron, A-R-O-N, okay, Aaron. And he's on YouTube. You can check him out uh, and subscribe to his channel, okay? He's got like a quarter of a million followers, somewhere around that. I think more even than that. Um, and this is what he does. 
Okay, he's a big YouTuber. This is his thing. Um, and please, he's also got a Patreon. So we'll put a link in the description of that if you want to jump on and become a member and support him. Um, that would be nice to do, right? These are, uh, anytime you have independent creators who are trying to do their own thing, I think it's important to uh, support them and, pr and promote them as well, right? Like that's the whole point of the Lone Star Plate. We support local, whether it be businesses, people, creators, ideas, That that's what we want. So um, again, we'll put links in the description. If you're up for it and you enjoy the conversation, please check him out and, and join his Patreon. It would be much appreciated. So, um, and nobody's paying me to say that, okay? Um, all right. Look, before we get to the interview, quick word from our sponsor, Texas Real Food. Got to keep the mics on, y'all. Okay. We'll be right back. Hi. I wanted to talk to you about what's on the Texas Real Food site that's more than just putting in your zip code and finding, you know, the coolest butcher, farmer's market, restaurant around you. There's also other resources on the site, recipes, articles, and one in particular is called the Texas Mom Blog. It's awesome. Faria Khan is writing these beautiful articles. You can really learn a lot about Texas just giving you a lot of other things to think about. Food, family, everything behind that goes into food as well. So just different topics and uh, conversations. Definitely something worth checking out as well. All right, back to the show. All right, guys, thanks for staying with us. We're almost to the interview. Just going to quickly bring up our social media handles. Please follow us online on Instagram, Facebook, and we have a new TikTok that we're going to be doing like, you know, food hacks and food tips uh, on there. So if you want to learn some uh, cool little tricks in the kitchen, follow us uh, on TikTok. And of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so you can be notified of all new videos that we have coming out. We have a lot of fantastic uh, videos coming out, not just interviews. We're starting because of the pandemic and things opening up. Some of the places we're going to do these on-site interviews, we're getting private tours, uh, for instance, of you know restaurants or whatever. Like we have an upcoming episode with Goldie's. Well, actually, it's probably already out by the time this comes out, but check that out. You can check out that episode and see uh, you know our tour with Goldie's and what's going on aside from just the sit-down podcast interview. So you know those are things we're trying to add to that. So again, thank you so much for supporting us, those that do, and uh, supporting this podcast, this channel. We just want to have different outlooks and ideas. So, you know, let's say you listen to like, for instance, this podcast, and you're like, man, I don't, I don't buy any of this stuff. It's not every episode, right? Like we're going to have different opinions and outlooks and we're always going to do that. I'm all about freedom of ideas and freedom of speech and freedom of thought. So I like having these open discussions and open idea, you know, it's all, that's what it's all about. These open conversations. So I hope you can find something worthwhile in this conversation. Uh, please tell me in the comments, you know, what you think about the conversation and, and how you thought it went and how maybe you thought we can improve it as well. Always looking for good feedback. So uh, again, thank you so much for supporting. Let's get to this episode. Okay, y'all, because it's a long one. All right. Sit back and relax. Aaron Raw. Wonderful conversation. Please enjoy. Well, listen, um, thank you so much for joining us again, man. I, I'm, I can't tell you how excited I am to discuss with you, man. I, I'll be honest, I have more notes for you than I've ever had that I can think of in the last, I don't know. I, we're almost at 200 episodes and like, I don't know, I never do this many notes. Um, you live in Dallas. 
Yeah, I just moved to Dallas in February. I was in Austin. The last time we did the interview, I was in Austin. I was there for seven years, but in February, I moved uh, back up to Dallas. I'm from here originally. Okay. I mean, I live in Garland, so. Oh, right on. Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah I used to live in and Garland. And I was just man. in Austin for Faithless Forum all weekend for like four days. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I love Dallas, man. I love Austin. You know, don't get me wrong. It's, it's a great city, uh, but I, I love DFW, man. I love this area. So it's, it's a really great place. It's not. It's got everything, I think, is the best way to put it. It's, it's, it's got everything that you need in a city. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing for countryside. I lived in New Mexico, Arizona, California, Washington, Colorado. Yeah. And it was always, you're always 30 minutes from the open wilderness somewhere. And it was <laughs> always Rocky mountains or it's always, you know, open desert. I mean, I got a, I got a jacked up four wheel drive on giant tires. I can't use it. That's crazy. Right. That's because crazy. I, the, you can only drive in an OHV park with a special sticker on weekends to pay a fee, you know, and, and, and it's 50 miles from here. Whereas in Arizona, <laughs> I mean, there, were, there, were, there were places in Arizona that were like, you needed four wheel drive to get to these people's house. You know, oh, like I see where yeah. you pull off the road, you know, but, yeah. but no, that's not, not that way here. So, so consequently, <laughs> my Jeep is a mall crawler. <laughs> <laughs> i love it well i'm a food guy so like dallas has a ton of food right dfw is just like a, a mecca for food in my opinion um, yeah yeah i've got a handful of favorite restaurants and i tell people when they when they come to visit i mean i'm always excited when i get foreigners when i get especially like when people from england or whatever yeah. come over and i want to show them you know my, my favorite haunts Absolutely. Uh, and, and i like uh, a little bit of a chili head so I like some places that do the Nashville hot chicken or that do the, the, the ghost pepper boiled crab in the Cajun Vietnamese. Oh TV. shit. Oh, oh shit. God, okay. Want to meet me for dinner? Come on. We'll, we'll, Hell we'll, yeah, man. I actually was going to suggest that uh, myself, man. I, I would love for you to take me to a spot that you love um, and vice versa, man. I know a ton of chefs here. I, you know, I'm in the food scene. Obviously that's, that's my industry. Um, so we could do a little, yeah, I love absolutely. My wife's greatest that's passion happening. is a restaurant. Hell yeah. Hey, man, you, your wife and I would get along for sure. My wife's the same way. We love to eat. We're, my wife's from Spain, so we do, we like, I like tapas. I mean, I still like eating that way. I like little bites. I like to try everything. I, in fact, if we were eating together, I'd say, hey, can I try what's on your plate? I would. That's me. I'm that guy. Would you eat with me? <laughs> okay yeah i don't know if uh, that was was that on your show <laughs> I love it. what what are some uh specific shout outs for some dallas places like a name of a place if you want to shout out um well cool. boiling crab was always really popular but i've kind of moved it, it was a stupid popular place uh that that on walnut street in garland and you always had to wait 45 minutes for a table you know oh, sitting wow. outside on a bench always but then a number of other places popped up and you have a, a less artistic diner sure. uh, in crab station. Okay. So you don't, you, you've, there's always a table as soon as you walk in, but the thing is it's better. It, it's not, it's not all painted black. It's not all, I don't know. It's edgy and artistic and all it's just a diner, yeah. but, but it does have the Cajun Vietnamese fusion sauce with ghost pepper in it and I've, I've asked the chef a couple of times to crank it up and give it to them and it's yeah so wow. that that's my favorite place is that it's boiled snow crab in that sauce with the oh, ghost yeah. pepper 
Hell yeah. Wow. Okay. But then we've got a couple of other places like, you know, good friends, beer garden. Okay. They do, um, they do some hot wings. They do some seriously hot wings and they're special recipes. Like if you really, really, really want hot, they do one that they only made for me ever. So they have to visually inspect that it is me ordering it. (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. (laughs) That's so cool. Wow. And it's called fallout fallout that's the name of the place fallout that's, well no wow, that's what the a name, name of the dish oh that's the name of the dish wow what and a name they, right they do another one that's got two names one of them is there can be only one <laughs> and <laughs> that's a great name that's a great and name. it's it is crazy crazy hot it's, wow i'm into hot stuff too i mean i'm mexican so i like spice um i like sweating i like that feeling of sweating and you know you get that euphoria a little bit uh but i don't know if i would take it ghost pepper. I ate a ghost pepper raw one time. Worst decision I ever made in my life. That would I be a very it. bad decision. I agree. I regretted it. Uh, I regretted yeah. it. I'm not, ta- I'm not saying instantly. I'm saying instantly quicker than instantly. I regretted it. Like as quick <laughs> as you can regret something. I regretted it. It, it yeah, was intense. I, somebody gave me a bottle of capsaicin extract uh, this last weekend. And then Ooh, in the, extract the restaurant was is- over. That's the restaurant was already closed, so I couldn't try it on any food. So I just took a sip. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I already know that'll coat. That'll get stuck. It coats and you did. You're fucked. Yeah. It's like uh, that was 7 million Scoville units. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Y'all, just for reference, a jalapeno is like 3000. So just for people listening, imagine the difference there. And you eat a jalapeno raw. It's got a little heat to it. I do it. I do it all the time. Um, you know, it's even that's got a little heat. Oh, man, I can't imagine you're 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 a champion, brother. That's uh, oh, I can't wait to go eat, man. That, that'll be awesome. That's my favorite thing to do is to go out to eat and hang out, break bread. That's my thing, man. So for sure. Yeah, yeah that's kind of mine, too, which uh, makes it a little bit it makes it a little bit uh difficult to to remain svelte you know because uh... <laughs> i love it that's hilarious um all right well good i'm glad we got to talk some food man i love talking food uh that's cool some good shout outs there for sure um well look uh you know first time we had you on obviously we we talked about atheism one and we're still going to get into that um you know, atheism is on the rise, right? That is something I've noticed that statistics are going up. And something I read that was pretty um, um, interesting was that millennial, I believe it was millennials. Millennials are people like 1980 and over, right? Is that millennials? I don't remember. Oh, man, right. I can't even remember off the top of my anyway, head. Anyway, I, I was born 79, and I think people tell me I'm Generation X, but, but at the very tail end of it, you know, like the last year, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. it's about 30 percent of them, uh, nineteen born nineteen eighty and, and more, are consider themselves no God, no religion. I uh, find that, and it's gone up like double since I don't know two thousand or two thousand three when they the study that I looked at, um, and I find that fa- fascinating. Um, to be honest with you, and and I also. Based off of that, I, I found this Atlantic article that mentioned this. Um, Nietzsche, Karl Marx, Sigmund Freud all pro- pro- proclaimed the death of God and predicted that atheism would follow scientific discovery. And I'm not sure if I'm saying this word right. Mo- modernity? Mo- modernity? I don't even know. Modernity, yeah. 
modernity, okay, in the West, uh, you know, modern, whatever, in the West, as sure as smoke uh, follows fire, right? So they assumed that that that, that would happen. Um, but America kind of threw a wrench in the in that idea because the synthesis of like wealth and worship, like that they they go together somehow. Yeah, uh, and, let, and, let's and, use right. Jesus as a figurehead, but not follow anything that he said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so, I, you know, I find that interesting. I'm just curious, you know, your thoughts on that um, and what you think. Yeah, it, it always seems like it's going to be a linear progression that we're just going to come out of the dark ages. You know, like children, we're going to grow up and we're going to, yeah. you know, start to understand the world around us and put away childish things. But that is not at all what we did. In the United States, it's particularly embarrassing because, among other things, we invented the metric system, which we refuse to use. <laughs> so I, I I don't get the problem with with this country, but the, the other issue one of the, one of the many things when they look at statistics for future demographics on religion, you know, they think that that Islam is the fastest growing religion. Well, why is it the fastest growing? It's not because they're bringing in the fastest the, the highest number of inductees. It's because of their birth rate. But what they don't take into account, as far you know, sure they have the highest in terms of birth rate. But look at the attenuation. They also have the highest attenuation when they're. Their kids, when once they get out of um, of Sharia countries, if they're in Europe or whatever, then very quickly, you know, whole, you know, whole hordes of them are just walking away from the religion. And the same thing is happening with Christianity. And they, they notice that that Saudi officials are noticing that even in uh, in Saudi Arabia, where it is a death sentence to be atheist, they're still noticing that we've got a we've got a problem in in atheists cropping up everywhere. Now, so it seems like that would be the linear progression. You know, religion is in a general state of decline worldwide, and why wouldn't it be, right? I mean, every argument that used to work before the internet, when they would tell you what they discovered, right? And there's no way you can check into this. You just have to take the person at their word, right? Well, I found out that every time, every time these creationists cite a scientific study, they get it wrong every single time. That's why I don't like doing debates on stage. If you do a debate on stage, then somebody cites a study. You've never read the study. What are you going to do? Call him a liar when you haven't yeah. even read it? You can't do that. Totally. But if it's a written debate and they cite a study, well, now you get a chance to read it. And when they say that it says that they found blood cells, you're like, no, um, they did not find blood cells in dinosaur fossils. They found heme, which is a, an iron-based component of blood, so the fossilization of blood, if you will. So there's nothing particularly interesting about that. They've misrepresented the study. You get this all the time. You, you always get these arguments about you know what what they discovered, and then you read the actual study and you find out no, that's not the case. But what the the weird thing, the the, the thing that throws it off, is when people, and we've seen this so much in the United States, more than anywhere else in the last few years, where people are there's three statistics that are strangely right at the same time. Um, one that religion is in a general state of decline. Atheism is on the rise. Creationism and other forms of religious extremism, like flat earth belief and things like that yeah. Yeah. are also on the rise. Yeah. So how can so you have crazy. atheism on the rise and creationism on the rise at the same time? What is happening is you have people that are walking away from religion altogether, which is fine. It's what we should do. I mean, religion is nothing but a pack of lies, and that's all it ever was. And so there's no good that comes out of it, except for the handful who, who, get, uh, who get all of the other you know, 10% of everybody's income and live in the nicest houses and also get trusted alone with their children. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, 
but but the the reason that the, the, the creationism and flat earth with flat earth is a religious belief by the way the, they they think that science can't explain a flat earth which is true if the if the earth was flat science can't explain that and so they think the logical fallacy of of not just god of the gaps but a but a number of a host of logical fallacies that if science can't explain something that that somehow means proof for god yeah so what you well, have I is people that. walking away from before. science altogether you're walking away from rationality altogether yeah. to make believe whatever they want to believe and i've gotten so many so many arguments with people recently that that uh, it, not just idiots on the street either, but I mean, like, you know, <laughs> professors with PhD yep, yeah. in seminary school where they, they argue that there is no such thing as objective, ob objective verification. You can't objectively verify anything because there's no objective facts. There can't be because my reality is my own of my own imagination, supposedly, according to them. Whereas the person I'm talking to thinks that he has his own imagination did that. So, somehow we invent our own realities in our mind. So nothing is real. And That's I'm not crazy. even talking about matrix kind of stuff. I'm just talking yeah. about where, where you think if you, if you want to believe hard enough, then it becomes true. I see. This okay. in fact is what Jesus taught that if you make believe hard enough, that you can tell a mountain to jump into the sea and it'll just happen, right? You just got to believe it. Yeah. Just convince yourself. <laughs> if you're absolutely convinced you in other words, Lie to yourself until you believe it. Fake it till you make it. This is yeah. the ideology at the root of all of that, where they just they don't want to have to ever be proven wrong. That's what faith means, never admitting when you're wrong. And so this is the disparity. We have people who want to be entirely rational, and we have people who want to be entirely irrational. And it's a very polarizing divide. Absolutely. Sadly, it's not just a handful of random extremists who are taking the other way. As we've seen, you know, on January 6th, for example, as we as we've seen with the, this whole uh, QAnon thing and with it. Yeah, we, we have people who have just absolutely lost their minds. What is psychopathy? You know, it's a loss of connection with with reality. And that's yeah. what we're facing here. We're facing mass psychopathy. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think the Internet is a, is a big reason for that? Like maybe not even necessarily the Internet, but social media allowing them to connect and create these groups and this and that and just sort of perpetuate right these these fallacies right i mean this is crazy i mean we're, we're in dallas right so and literally i live downtown dallas so i'm right down the street from the da the daily plaza right where recently QAnon came to wait for jfk jr to come back right <laughs> and jfk not, yeah and jfk <laughs> it's like th this is i mean this I'm not going to lie, like the people, you know, everyone behind the podcast here was like, Patrick, can you go down there and like talk to some people? I said, no, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do it. Like, Are I'm they going to show lie. up in a chauffeur driven by Elvis or Bigfoot? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, like I was a little afraid to go and talk to some of these people because they're they're a, look, I, maybe I have some crazy beliefs here that about some, but that's like to me another level where. Something could, I don't know. I just like for my safety, I was like, I, I do yeah. not want to go talk to these people. I didn't want to go down to, to Daily Plaza to see those people either because they don't like family reunions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, it's like, look, you know, with the QAnon stuff, it, it is it, it, just when you think it can't get any crazier, they take it to this other level that gets crazier, you know? 
absolutely uh yeah, yeah absolutely does and and telling me that that observed fact or documented fact testable fact demonstrable fact is only opinion it's crazy while simultaneously telling me that your opinion is a fact is fact yeah absolutely how does that work you're right but, they, but, in, but in many people's minds it does so there's there's no kind of we just lost sanity literally sanity yeah i mean i used to say that i, I used to note that um uh, NAMI, the National Academy for, oh, I can't remember what, what it stands for. It's a, it's a psychiatry organization used to do this um, definition of what delusion is. And it was a perfect description of religion, especially religious extremism, where you believe something for no reason. You don't, you don't have evidence to indicate it. You believe it because you want to. Uh, and nothing will ever prove, change your mind. Nothing. You could never accept proof to the contrary. That something becomes a delusion uh, because uh, when, when, when facts are presented against it, you find some way of rationalizing or, or otherwise dismissing any and all evidence against your conclusion, or you do what they call the backfire effect, which means you're even more dug in your heels in your belief. The more Correct. proof against you, the more it's vindicating, because these people think that if they're proven wrong, that validates their position because they want nothing more to be persecuted for their truth. Sure. Oh, I see that. That is interesting. Um, Can you see yeah. how it becomes a positive feedback? Yeah. Effect. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. I, um, I recently, um, connected with some friends that I knew from back in the day when I used to go to church in Euless here, speaking of this area, I used to go to first Baptist Euless, man, you know, I'm, I was 20, I'm 40, 42 now. It's about 18 to 20, somewhere in there. And I used to go to that church. And I wasn't religious growing up. It was just something at 18. I was searching. I don't know. You're just trying it, just giving it a go. And so I'm connecting with some of these old friends who are really good friends of mine. And we've been having these, you know, I'm not, I mean, I'm not even joking, six, seven, eight hour discussions over the phone of, you know, religion and God and all these things. And at the end of it, they're like, Patrick, you know, you actually are strengthening my belief in God by just me talking to you because that debate they feel like it's tightening up their arguments and whatnot. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, not really. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that's, that's the, you know, that's what's happening. Um, but it is an interesting way to, to look at it for them. To, you know, the more we talk about it, the more we're going to dig down. And for me, I guess I would say the same thing. It absolutely um, solidifies my non-belief, you know, in, in their God. Uh, but Look, they're still my friends. I love them dearly. They're they're very close to me. To be honest with you, we don't talk about religion unless we decide. Let's just debate, friendly debate, right? We know where we stand, and and it's all good. Um, I, I'm when wondering I get with if, a lot of these people. I, I've interviewed, uh, I mean, and I get I get I get messages almost daily now, um, at least say three or four a week, uh, and have for years from former believers thanking me for having walked them out of of their delusion through the, you know, the videos or the arguments or debates sure. that I've done. And that's, uh, that's very strongly motivated, humbling, humbling too, sure. to, to have such an effect on people. But I, but it, it really gets me, keeps me going more than anything else would. But when I, what I find surprising is when I interview people who used to be, uh, used to be atheist, a lot of people say they were atheist. You know, I was once a card carrying atheist and then they become, uh, then they become religious believers, and they can think of a number of specific examples of, of no, you were never an atheist by any means. But you know, especially like with Kirk Cameron, for example, where yeah. he says he was he claims to be an atheist, 
And so he prayed to God for, for proof of him. And then he just believes, excuse me, excuse me. you're talking to a magic imaginary friend already. Yeah. You already believe. Yeah, right? And I so see, I see again yeah. with the positive feedback loop, but I've talked to a few people who were actually atheists, not just atheists. They were atheist activists where you can show online that they had written arguments in favor of atheism and then turned to religion. That is again. Interesting. That is and interesting. when it, it doesn't happen very often yeah, and it doesn't happen for a good reason, a handful of people that I've interviewed, their excuses are far worse than the people who never left their faith at all. What it really boils down to, it, 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 we always knew this, it was always just an emotional thing. That's it. They, they want to have a, a connection to a community, maybe. I mean, I, ha I have that because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm associated with so many different atheist organizations. I just spent you know, like a, a weekend in Austin for the Faithless Forum Conference, and that was, that was reconnecting you know, with my friends and family to do to a very real degree, since I don't have any friends or family anymore. Um, I have a handful of people that I knew from back in the day, just a handful that I, I still love to hear from. And we're still connected to on Facebook and that sort of thing, but none of my family, they don't wow. speak to me at all. Anymore. They're all believers. Yeah. And it, what is worse than that, because some of them, some of the closer ones could tolerate the fact that I didn't believe in God until they started worshiping an orange God. Yeah. And when yeah. I didn't worship the orange God, they would change it. their phone number or just not have any interaction whatsoever. So I have no family at all. Oh, man. Did, did you grow up religious at all? No. Um, I, I was nominally Christian. Um, my, my family had this thing about not indoctrinating until you reach the age of reason. And so on my eighth birthday, my mother comes in. Uh, with the happy birthday, now I can start indoctrinating you thing and starts telling me how the Bible is the, the absolute truth and the inerrant word of God and all that crap. Um, but by then, by my eighth birthday, I was in second grade. I'd already seen cladograms. I'd already understood dinosaurs and, and was, you know, so it just, my reaction to the claim that, you know, this is the absolute truth is no, it isn't. Look what it says here. Wow. So I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't conditioned that you believe the book even when the book is wrong, you believe it anyway. I, I never had that mindset. And I know other people do. There was a, there was a guy that said there, there was a pastor who said in a, uh, in a movie, he was, there was a, like a documentary movie about religious extremism. And he said that if he found a, a passage in the Bible that said that two plus two equals five, if it's in the Bible, if the Bible said that, then he, he, would, he would believe it. He wouldn't yeah. question it. Yeah. And William Jennings Bryan, the, one of the lawyers from the, uh, the monkey trial in 1925, he famously said that if the Bible said that Jonah swallowed the whale, he would believe it. So it has absolutely nothing to do with, with rationality. It has nothing to do with logical sense. Every logical fallacy, if you go look up online, all the lists of logical fallacies, all the different types of logical fallacies that they are, every one of them has been used as an argument for God. And every argument for God is a logical fallacy, meaning it is logically invalid. Yeah. It's just that people don't understand what they're arguing. Like when, when they say, well, of course, there's proof of God. Look at the trees. That is the question begging fallacy, the circular argument of assumed conclusions, where you simply assume that you're right and your and your belief that you're right confirms that you're right in your mind. Sure. That cir that the, the the question begging fallacy, which I just described, is ubiquitous 
throughout all religions, not just Christianity, all of them. They all suffer from the same problem. They are all fallacious and they are all entirely irrational. I'm going to believe because I want to believe. And why can't I believe what I want to believe? Well, these may be what the facts are, but I prefer to believe this. Yeah. Those are the kinds of excuses. I asked this woman if she had a TARDIS, she had a time machine where she could go back in time and, and see Jesus crucified, which I don't think you could. I think if you had a time machine, I think, I, I think if you could find a guy who was more more responsible than any other for being the Jesus character, if you found that guy and brought him forward in time and, and what, played for him Jesus Christ Superstar or The Passion of the Christ, he would not recognize that those movies were about him. That's, that's, that's what I think. Yeah, I, I think you've got that. a first century faith healer who, like modern faith healers, lied to everybody. And his legend was embellished and incorporated with other people's legends, as we know has happened all through history. Sure. You know, you have you have some guy that did this fantastic thing, but then you have this fantastic guy. So who's this nobody who did this great story? Let's just take the story from the nobody and stick it on the guy with everybody knows. Right. Yeah. So, so that that happens all through history. That's why you have one guy that does all these amazing adventures, even when yeah. that guy isn't real. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, so so if she had a time machine and she could go back and see Jesus being crucified, uh, and if she were to watch him for the three days that he's that he's dead before he resurrects, and she's watching on the fourth day and the fifth day and the sixth day, and he still hasn't resurrected, you got a time machine there. I don't think any of that happened either. I don't think you could find the Jesus. I don't think there was a, you know, just none of that. None of that story is what really happened or, or that there was one and only guy. But what if you had a time machine and watched Jesus die and never resurrect, you've got solid proof now that it didn't happen. Would it change your mind? And her answer for, to me was bewildering. She told me I would be disappointed, but that she hoped that her faith would be strong enough to keep believing even when her eyes tell her otherwise. Yikes. So yeah. religion is not about reason. It's not about fact. It's not about rationality. It is not scientific, not scientifically based, not scientifically sound. It is, I fall short of calling it insanity. But it, it's more similar to you, you, um, people with certain drug addictions. You know, people who are addicted to heroin have certain behavior patterns that, or, that differentiate them from people who are addicted to methamphetamines, for example. Well, religion is an addiction, and it has certain behaviors that go along with that too, and then certain detriments that occur from that as well. And it's the same kind of reaction in the the way that that belief and and self-conviction cause the flow of endorphins and, and a number of other elements that bring on happy feelings that drugs do it's very similar and that's why people who become people who were already grotesquely addicted to to drugs become religious fundamentalists they've exchanged a negative behavior what is socially seen as a negative behavior to what is socially seen as a positive behavior but it's got the same end result it's the same flow of endorsement and i would i would argue that that some um i would not i would not say that drug use was necessarily always negative i certainly would say that religious uh, adherence 
is damn sure not always positive. It is mostly negative. Religion is a net negative against humanity. Oh, well, some, you know, my church does a bake sale. Yeah, they take most of the profits. They, they don't do anything for the homeless, <laughs> right? I used to hear all the time about how Mother Teresa was like this wonderful person. And then we started finding out who Mother Teresa really was. The missionary position by Christopher Hitchens. Shout out. Yeah. yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's funny you said that. I brought that up to my friend and he was like, what? I never, he's like, I never heard of that. I, I don't know. I'm after, I was like, dude, you need to look into Mother Teresa. She was not uh, who you think she was. And it's not the one loan out either. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Pick any religious leader. The bigger, the more popular they are. The, you know, there was one that was just the story that just came out yesterday. There was a guy that claims to be the son of God. He's a fundamentalist who has a mega church pastor. Holy shit. And I, I can't remember the name of the guy, but oh um, mega church, it, right? That, that's already like <laughs> just that, that we, thought. We and they call Dallas. it that too, right? Yeah, exactly. We live in Dallas. Dallas has, has Dallas is a distinction uh, on uh, the cities of the United States is that we have the most mega churches. We have, if I remember correctly, something like 199 Holy. mega churches and a mega wow. church is when the congregation numbers in the thousands multiple yes. thousands yes huge absolutely yeah just that i just that idea alone mega church already so sounds... what didn't you say that the guy ends up he's he's on charges now for sex traffic <laughs> what a surprise yeah. right yeah. we got creflo dollar punches his own daughter in the face we 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 got bobby tilton you remember bobby tilton yeah yep well now he's hiding out in in, in miami somewhere you know, he had to flee the state. He had to change his his church, his designation to a for-profit church when he was being sued for tax evasion. He had to, he had to juggle the book. He wouldn't, it wasn't enough to just try try to fudge the numbers anymore. He had to change the status of the church so that he becomes for-profit. And this is when all of his supporters were in the courtroom to support him, expecting him to, to reveal the great truth. And then it turns out that. Wow, he really is a swindler. Yeah. So his, yeah. his entire church collapses overnight. Why wow. doesn't that happen with uh, uh, what's, what's the, the the husband and wife team here in Dallas again? Twenty million dollar mansion. Kevin Copeland. Kevin oh, and Gloria Co Copeland. Yeah, the Copelands with with their with their twenty million dollar jet. And he's claiming that he's a billionaire and, and all they do is just rake in other people's money while pretending yeah. to cure them of the cancer you still have. Yeah. Makes me sick. Honestly, Yeah, makes me sick to my stomach to think about that stuff. Um, yeah, James Randi tells a story that, that, and I, I knew James Randi. It was, I'm, I'm oh, proud wow. to say, but uh, James Randi tells us, right. Passed away. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, and James, James Randi tells a story that, uh, he went to one of these things where they're doing all the faith healing, where the, where the, the, the congregation are throwing their very expensive, because we live in the United States, very expensive medication up on stage, thinking they don't need it anymore because he's magically uttered the incantation spell such that they no longer have to take these medications. But then, of course, they still have the disease, don't they? Every one of them. They might pay some guy to roll in there on a wheelchair and walk out. Just like they caught him, they found him walking and put him in a wheelchair before exactly. the show. Exactly, I was going to say that's the way that shit yeah. always happens. That's what yep. Jesus did. You know, Jesus tried to 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 cure blindness and all of. Is this is a faith healer? 
And sometimes the, the, the shtick didn't work. And he complained that he couldn't go back to his own hometown because familiarity breeds contempt. So people in his own hometown would know, hey, who are you? Aren't you the kid we grew up with? You know, we, we know better than to listen to you. Yeah, we already know. Yeah, that's a good point. Which is why that stuff, his his entire upbringing is not even mentioned in the Bible, right? Like all that's just, yeah, we're just going to leave well, it. It's, <laughs> it's not mentioned in canon. Yeah, you know, you, you get the random stories from non-canonical gospels, like sure. where, like where Jesus kills some kid just for pissing him off slightly. That he was married. I even, you know, read some stuff it about. Depends that. on whose account you read, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, if you read yeah, from yeah. Paul, who was apparently gay, a self-loathing homophobe, then Jesus is very is very possibly gay. <laughs> Could be. I mean. He's because walking we, around we with 12 spin, dudes, you know, right? You, you like... <laughs> create a character, you 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 make it the way you want. Right. Sure. That's Absolutely. why one that why one person's account, Jesus can like just you know point his finger at a kid and the kid falls over dead. But then another another person's account, we well, I don't want a homicidal Jesus. I want a you know, this different character, Jesus. And we'll have one that promotes uh Judaic law, and then in the Gospel of Thomas, we'll have the one where Jesus says that uh, if God meant for us to be circumcised, we would all be born without foreskins. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus is contradicting himself in the various Gospels. Of course, the Gospels that they kept in canon also contradict themselves. Correct. Yes, absolutely. That's something I always bring up, right? That this idea that, well, if God was so well put together in this, wouldn't he have figured all this out in the book and the Bible, right? Why did it take so long? And all these languages, things get lost in translation. It's like, it wouldn't be so confusing. If this was this really all-powerful God, like he would make his words so clear and understanding to you, there would be no confusion, no contradictions. It would be perfect. And yeah, another not. thing, if God was real, there would be there would be no hell. There would be no requirement that we believe. The only people you, you don't have to have faith and believe. The only need, people who need faith to believe them are liars. Correct. That's it. That's, That's my all. opinion too. That's, That's why they offer too. the stick and the carrot. We will offer the impossible promise that we will never have to pay because you'll be dead. And then we have the, the threat of a fate worse than death for anybody who didn't buy into the impossible promise. Well, streets made of gold, you know, I mean, that's a fine story, but how valuable is that really? Why would I care? Oh, well, now we have to threaten you with eternal damnation. Just the most extreme, brutal, over-the-top, yeah. overwhelming, absurdly extreme uh, to punishment we can imagine that we possibly exaggerate. And we're going to threaten you with that. I don't know how people don't see through that. If God was real. He wouldn't care whether we believe in this denomination over that denomination and kill everybody in that other denomination who also has dedicated their lives to me. In the Quran, it says that all the Christians are going to burn in hell because they dared say that God has a son. So all the Christians who believe that they've lived their lives dedicated to God, they've, 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 they've gone without alcohol, without pleasure, without sex. They've, they've punished themselves in this way because they think it's somehow good to do that. According to the Quran, they're all going to burn. And then yeah. according to the Bible, because the Muslims have not accepted that Jesus is the son of God and that Jesus is their savior, they're all going to burn. So everybody's going to burn over some teeny little technicality. <laughs> if God was real, he wouldn't give a damn, literally. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> 
I agree. What I never heard it put that way, and I absolutely love it. Um, actually, you said something the last podcast that really stuck with me, man. I'm not gonna lie; it really, really stuck with me, and I repeat it a lot. Um, you said, and you kind of paraphrased it right here, but you said, um, "If God was really worthy of worship, right, He would not want to be worshipped." Something along those lines. That's what you said, and I, that makes absolute sense to me, right? Like if it, just like someone who's like a really a badass. They, they're humble, right? Like, they're not a bad because they said it, right? Other people, it's like you don't give yourself your own nickname sort of thing. Like, the true leaders, the true whatever, they're that way. They don't have to tell everyone, right? They don't need to prove it, right? This God is like this petty teenager God who needs affirmation every two seconds. And if he doesn't get it, well, I'm going to flood the earth and kill all y'all motherfuckers because of that, right? Like, this is... I can't get over that stuff. And I don't understand how people can't get over that either, in my opinion, right? Like it seems, it seems crazy to me. But again, you, you mentioned earlier, they're going to push that to the side because their emotions or their familial connections or this fellowship or this, that, that, uh, this circular belief, right? I'm, my faith is going to get me through that contradiction, which is crazy, right? That is, that is a crazy thought. There was a, there was a poll taken at, uh, I think it was an American atheist convention before I started going to those conventions myself. I'm, I'm now on the board of directors for American oh, wow. atheists, but, but, but before I got involved, there was a poll taken for all these people that, you know, they're in, they're American atheists. So they were mostly raised Christian. And the poll was, if you were raised Christian, Christian, which was the vast majority of them, then what was it that drove you away from your faith? And they categorized the reasons why and uh understanding science you know accepting evolution and that sort of thing was only tertiary there's quite a lot of christians who are scientifically trained and competent and understand that evolution is real and adam and eve can only be a myth noah's flood never happened but they find some way to believe in jesus anyway yeah that's fine so that's the tertiary answer. Understanding science, accepting evolution is, is not the thing that does in most people. Hypocrisy of the church was the second biggest one. Absolutely. When, Absolutely. when so many of these people who say love thy neighbor and all of that are also uh, advocating laws for prejudice against brown people, against people of different gender orientation or identity or whatever, just every kind of prejudice and hatred you can. And it's always hypocritical because the, when they hate, when they, they advocate family values and then you find out that they're snorting cocaine off the ass of some homosexual prostitute while the guy's married, <laughs> you know, I mean, and then how many others have been like that? You know, like you have the, the you have the guy that, 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 at famously, I don't remember which organization he was attached to, but he famously hates gay people, right? And then, then we find out that he has a Brazilian bag boy who travels with him, and his resume, the reason he was hired was because he has an eight-inch uncut or uncircumcised penis. Because that's the most important thing you need, right? When you need <laughs> when you need a nineteen-year-old bag boy to carry your luggage into your hotel room, yeah. right? He's at, oh, and give massages, but we won't talk about what kind of massages we get. And then there's another one, similar kind of thing. I hate gays. I hate drugs. I hate all of this. And then he's caught having sex with a man in his van in front of the church. And just over and over and over again. I mean, look, I remember, I remember way back like 1991. I think it was 91. Maybe it was 90. Uh, I see the first story about the, the priests and the children. Now, everybody knows that now, but when that yeah. story first broke, 
there was there was a there was a priest who had been who had been uh, proven that he was having sex with these people's children. He's molesting these children, and so, and the governor of the state of Louisiana in this case pardoned that priest because he's a man of God. That means he. That means. That means he, that doesn't mean he doesn't commit crimes. That just means we're not going to convict him of a crime. That means yeah. we're going to let him go and let him keep doing it because he's a good man. Why? Because he believes impossible nonsense for no good reason. And what better criteria could there be for a good guy? <laughs> and so the, 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 the parents were outraged at what the governor had done. And so they petitioned the church, right? So they asked the Catholic church to, to prosecute this guy. And the bishop, and remember, this is 1990, and I'm not, I wasn't expecting to keep all these records. I don't remember all the names, but I remember the response in the newspaper vividly when the, 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 the priest or whoever it was that they were, they were talking to representing the church said, that if, the, if the Catholic church were to prosecute every homosexual pedophile priest, we would be in the litigation in the billions of dollars. Now, mind you, I didn't. These are not, those were not my words. That's what was in yeah. the newspaper in 1991. Wow. 1990. Wow. And so, That's... and, and what did we see as a result of that? Look at Darth Ratzinger, right? The, the, the previous Pope who was still alive, but had to resign and has to live in seclusion in his own private prison somewhere for, for protecting all these pedophiles. Protecting, and we have yeah. the Australian yep. Bishop who, who finally if I remember, finally uh, went down on on child sex trafficking charges. Oh, I, too. Rem I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's and so the more power you story. get, Oof. the more corrupt you are. And and so, you know, Bill Maher always talks about that. Like you got these people that are celibate, right? What do you think's going to happen? I mean, it's like we're, we're forcing these people to live these unnatural lives. In my opinion, these are yeah. unnatural lives to live, right? That way of living, you just completely denying yourself a lot of these things that are just going to turn out bad and look what it does and it does it gets hidden it's 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 a disgusting um part of the church and yeah it's despicable man it really is uh just i mean these are kids right and and we're all about save the kids but not really unless you believe in god then we're like well let's protect the the church and god more Kind of like Boy Scouts, what happened with Boy Scouts? They were trying to do everything they can to to sort of save that institution when, hello, that's disgusting. And it just you know? keeps getting worse as we worse. find out that there are yeah. hundreds of little skeletons buried under Catholic churches all over Canada. I believe for example, it. Hundreds of them. I believe it. Right. And sometimes they're targeting indigenous kids. So they'll they'll have they'll they'll have a whole bunch of indigenous children and we'll just systematically slaughter them all and bury them under the churches. And I don't have the details about all of that. I just, I don't read these stories because I mean, who wants, to, I've seen so many stories in the news lately about people killing their own children. Yes, I just, man. That I, 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 I wonder what the hell's wrong with us now. Yes, I'm with I, you, man. But, but it's, Someone it, did that for QAnon in California. It was like a surfer. So I don't know if you remember that it was a few months ago, three to five months ago or something. Um, and he he killed his his two young children and his wife because of QAnon and God. It was both. It was like this wasn't mix the whole of thing it. about QAnon supposed to be that that it was Democrats and atheists and exactly. secret the secret uh, reptilian homosexuals from outer <laughs> <Yeah>. space, and <laughs> and they were supposed to be the threat to your children. 
Correct. Exactly. Isn't it embarrassing that I, I know people who believe that, that I am a devil worshiper, that I am, uh, and, and that I'm part of a, a league. They said it in the or, YouTube comments of our last interview. Someone said that about you. <laughs> it's I crazy. know people who think, who actually think this was, this was my joke for, for how ridiculous people can be when you believe in Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster and you believe in, in all of these things. And, and then you believe in extraterrestrial lizard people taking over the Illuminati. I know people who believe every aspect of that, who believe extraterrestrial lizard people taking over a non-existent organization, the Illuminati. Crazy. Absolutely. It's, it is. It's, it's not. So have we all lost our minds? <laughs> no, a lot we, of us have in this our country. species. Homo sapiens sapiens, man the wise the wise. Now we might be we might have we might have the capacity for for intellect and math and, and things like that beyond any other animal. But we're nucking futs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hell yeah, man. I yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, man. Um I, I think you've sort of touched on this one about to ask next, but maybe we can dive a little bit deeper. Um so one of my friends wanted me to ask you this, and he is he's a believer in God, but but mind you, he he would be just as he is just as horrified by churches that grift and take money. Now, he's not into that either, you know. He absolutely. But regardless of that, he, he, this is a question I want me to ask you. So he said, like, okay, well, why don't you ask him this? Which me too, he could ask me too. So I probably same thing, right? But like he said, well, the earth has seemed so specific to me. He said, like, you know, science says like if Earth was just a hundred whatever miles off course, like we'd be flying into the sun, all this. He says like so perfectly built and all these things like doesn't that show like a, a creator of some sort, you know, curious your your answer to that. And then when you show them how the Earth's orbit is elliptical and how we annually exceed those, away. those boundaries right. in both directions. You're right. And how. It all, it's all a matter of uh, like the, the climate um, in terms of chemistry. Do, do we have how much CO2 and, and such do we have in the atmosphere? If you had a better greenhouse effect in Mars, the Mars, even though it's much further behind uh, than we are, it could be as warm as we. And, and it, the fact that you have too much of that, um, that, that condition in Venus, you know, if you were to swap atmospheres, between Mars and Venus, then you would you would have three Earths kind of thing. Yeah, chemically absolutely. it still wouldn't be. I mean, you know, for sure. the for the pedants in the comments, but we're only talking about the greenhouse effect. Yeah, you know. So what what bothers me is when these people make their argument, and this is supposed to be the thing that's supposed to convince me. Oh well, here's a thing science can't explain, and anything science can't explain means magic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then when you when you show that that's wrong, there is never the thing. Oh. I, I was wrong. I can't use that argument anymore. No, they're going to continue to use that same argument that they know is wrong because they don't care what the truth is. That's what the big problem is. They don't care what the reality is. It's all about what you believe. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's where, that's where people, uh, stick with. No, I get it. Um, I also find this interesting. Um, especially nowadays, you'll find a lot of religious people that are saying like, oh, especially the right, okay, especially the right. They're saying America's becoming this fascist country and blah, blah, blah. Which is, but this, fascism is a right-wing position, by the way, exclusively. Uh, absolutely. And, and also, 
but the idea that wait a second you believe in this god who's in my opinion as fascist as fascist can be um if we were to say it and how come that authoritarian rule is okay for you in your life and eternal life but america may be heading toward not that it is i'm not saying it is but why why are you so angry about that but then you're like hey god yeah you you can do whatever you want i, I just don't it just doesn't make sense to me in Does part it? of the the campaign to make people believe what we want them to believe regardless what the truth is texas schools have as you probably know uh embraced this thing about american exceptionalism that we have to have everyone believe that we are a god driven country and that we are yeah. blessed because, because we were that. founded by and one of our textbooks one of our history textbooks actually says that that that, that america was founded it would by a covenant or based on a covenant between God and Moses. Oh my God. Neither of whom ever existed. <laughs> There's no Moses. Yeah. Okay. And even if there was a Moses, our country is not based on that. The founding fathers were explicit about that. Yes. You know, Adam I said, agree. we are not based on the, on the 10 commandments. Right. Yeah. And, and others have said we, that we're clearly not based on Christianity at all based specific others have said not based on christianity specifically but then they also say what they are based on you know they're, they're based on on Locke and they're based on on greek democracy and so forth if you compare what moses taught the kind of laws that he had that is perilous, perilously similar to sharia it's the same thing so islamic sharia and god's law according to moses they're the same kind of system and the United States judicial system is exactly opposite. It is designed to be the very opposite of those. Yeah. The first, uh, the first amendment contradicts the first commandment. That's the way that the United States was set up. That's to true. Everything to, to not allow the law of Moses kind of thing. And the far right, the religious right want every, want to be just as bad as Sharia. I have argued with people that one of the reasons that I am an activist is because I was involved with all these religious extremists who were reconstructionists following after R.J. Rushduni and the Chalcedon Institute, bragging about all of the judges and senators and, 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 so, and congressmen that, they have, that they've positioned by going against the Johnson Amendment, where all, all these ministers would be on the phone with each other, picking their candidates, and then tell their congregations to vote as a bloc. Yeah. So that they get, get religious extremists in every level of state and federal government. And the reason that they gave to me when I was arguing with them back around Y2K or thereabouts, 1997, I think, um, was that they they wanted to overturn our representative democracy, our, our democratic republic, and replace that with a theocracy that enforced Levitical law. Can you imagine? Levitical law crazy where you, you, it's a death sentence to work on weekends yeah wow i mean yeah yeah so I, when, I, when people know. say well religion does some good in the world i i try to think of the most <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is part of our interviews now i kind of look forward to it i'm not gonna lie i gotta <laughs> Fortunately, my wife is firing tranquilizer darts into them as we speak. So. 
I love it. I love it. Somebody came by to sell me a security system the other day. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, uh, I got one. Not needed, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got one. I got two strategies. One, I don't have anything cool. (laughs) 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 So there's no payout here. (laughs) Two, look at all the trouble you'd have to go through to get to my bag of ramen. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Bro, that's hilarious. That cracks me up, man. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Um, okay. Oh, th- this is definitely something. We're speaking about politics and, and religion and how this works. It's a little bit of a taking a little bit of a left turn here, but I promise you I'm going to bring it back to this, this. This will make sense. So UFOs. Lou Elizondo was head of ATIP back in the day, right? This, this thing came out, whatever, and he retired from it. And one of the reasons he gave that he said he left that program um, was his thing was he was in fear of national security for America because there were these things flying around that we didn't know what it was. He wasn't saying they were aliens or this, that just literally unidentified flying objects. And he said he met with a Senator one time to discuss this and, and what could they do, right? National security. Okay. This is his concern. And he said that Senator told him like that they were demons and that they weren't going to mess with it that they were just not going to right investigate it. And that was a big reason of why, like, I got to get out of the government. I got to get out of this and try something else. And actually today in the news, because my question to you is going to be like, how do we combat that? But I will say, just as a caveat, I did read in the news today that a U.S. task, a UFO task force was just announced, you know, from the government. So we are going to look into these things. But regardless of that, how do we combat you know, senators and congressmen that say these sorts of things, right? That's crazy to me that that's the re- right. Like we're talking about national security here. And you're talking about demons. Yeah. So I, I, I grew up in Los Angeles where I was a kid in Los Angeles uh, in the late sixties, early seventies. And where we lived in LA, we happened to run into the Manson family two or three times. Holy shit. And uh, wow. After they became famous, Vincent Bugliosi uh, wrote this book called Helter Skelter, and yeah, I read okay. it with interest. And he said that one of the one of the problems that they had getting witnesses to testify against Manson was because it was a religious cult, and so these people all believed incredible shit. So they all thought it would, he said he was having a hard time getting witnesses because they believed that Manson could telepathically hear anything negative said about him because every religious leader is also a damn narcissist, right? (laughs) Just narcissism has to rule all religion. So once upon a time, you, you would lose credibility as a witness. If you believed in astral projections, if you believed in telepathy, if you believed in, in any of the stories they were saying about how Manson could make the bus fly, you know, they, they, so they're all riding a flying bus at some point. If you, if you believe any of these religious things, you're no longer credible as a witness. Fast forward 50 years later, and now you have to believe that kind of shit if you want to be elected to the Senate. That's how you get the votes, right? That's Where, crazy. How did we become so nuts? I, I, that this, is, this is infectious. No, I don't Why know. is it that believing that the denying all reality because you have to to be a young earth creationist you have to deny reality just just across the board practically every science you have to throw out the window 
And why is that a requirement? Did you have to believe in magic spells and you have to believe that snakes can talk if you're going to have sovereign power over other people? Sure. That's alarming. I agree. I mean, I'm, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. Um, what, what do you say to people that like, they go, okay, believing in God seems fantastical, right? Seems this is it. But, but so is believing in the Big Bang Theory, right? That everything just came from this little atom and blew up to everything. That sounds just as crazy as believing that this God, you know, created the earth in seven days and blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, what, what do you say? I got to specify, like I don't believe in the Big Bang. Fair enough. I'm not saying that the Big Bang didn't happen. They're kind of, science is kind of, I've been reading stuff that they're kind of um, questioning. Yeah, I want to make a distinction. I mean, I talk to, and I have, the, I have the opportunity to do so. I talk to actual leading cosmologists on occasion. I, I'm, you know, wow. in the, the, the atheist movement and the interviews that I get to do, I get to talk to people like That's Sean awesome. Carroll and, and others. Oh, no shit. I yeah, love and so Sean Carroll. What, wow. I, what I find is that um, the Big Bang is the best supported that we have but that is not the same as believing it sure okay? i see what you're saying i'm yeah. eager for them to find a better explanation sure i want them to find a better explanation and every christian got to tell me that you believe everything came from nothing no i don't believe that that's not even possible and when i talk to cosmologists they don't they don't ever tell me that matter and energy was created out of nothing no they all believe that matter and energy are eternal, never created, changing forms. You know, sure. there, there's a, there's, yeah. you, know, it, you know, as Sean Carroll put it, you know, the, the universe changes states from time to time. So, you know, we, we don't have the explanation, but not unexplained does not mean explained by magic. Sure. And the best supported doesn't mean that you have to believe it. Doesn't mean that you have faith. So. I'm holding like out that. that like we we only just came up with with the Big Bang like in the last hundred years or so, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean Absolutely. just just over that, and and sure. look how much improvements we've had in yeah. the 120 years or so since then, and there's constantly being being improvements. I'm not saying that science changes, and that's what's bad about science. When you play 20 questions, that's my favorite part about science is that it's always trying to prove itself wrong and and change and correct itself. A change doesn't mean that you fundamentally shift everything that you believe to some new thing, which is all sure. the religious people always want to do. It's like when you switch to from from Christianity to it to Islam or to Hinduism, you got a fundamental shift of everything. But, but that's not what happens with science. And science is more like a game of twenty questions, where every new question does change your perspective, but it's only but only tweaks it a little further. You, you have the same basic concept. You have, the, you have you're just adding more information, and adding information becomes new information. So you have an improved perspective. An improvement is still a change, not a fundamental change. Sure, but you're zeroing just tightening, in, tightening up the recipe. Exactly. Chef, you chef you are zeroing yeah. in on the truth, yeah. which is exactly the opposite of what religion does. Religion blindfolds, throws a dart into the wall, draws a draws a bullseye around that dart, and then declares that absolute truth. So that you end up with all these different religions, you got a thousand bullseyes painted all over everything, and nobody has a clue. Literally, that just—it's all what you pretend. It's all make believe. There is no supernatural. Whenever you use the word supernatural in a sentence, you could replace that words with that word with either the word magical, 
or the word imaginary, and you won't change the content of the sentence. It'll still be equally <laughs> correct. Yeah. Supernatural means magical imaginary. Yeah. You, you don't believe, I mean, I don't believe in ghosts. Is that something you believe in? Anything that I guess that would be considered supernatural, right? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's I, no such no thing as a soul. I used to believe in a concept of vitalism. It's funny that, that vitalism was formally disproved both by scientists and by philosophers decades or centuries ago. And yet the majority of people around the world still believe in it. Vitalism is this concept of a vital force, a life force that you need some kind of supernatural energy to animate living oh, things. Oh, I see. Right? Okay. I never yeah, heard I that mean, before. Practically everybody believes that, but it was formally disproved. Doesn't matter. People still believe it anyway. And I used to believe myself in this, in a, in a very Buddhist version of, uh, of this animating life force until, I mean, when I was in, college in biology i'm taking like a second level course or biology for science majors and when they're showing you exactly how how atp flows and and how the neurons operate and and when you get into the when you really get into the weeds on it you realize there's there's no room it's not only earlier i realized that there was no necessity but now there's not even room for a soul there's no support for mind body dualism at all we yeah. are our bodies. We are not separate things from our bodies. We are, we don't, we don't die and go somewhere. When we die, we're off. That's it. That's simply the end. We're completely linear. We start at this point in my case, you know, 1962 and we end on whatever date and that's it. And, and that's it. And and we're not, we're not sitting around anywhere wishing we had something to do. No, we don't have any thoughts, no memories no aspirations, nothing, everything that was once us has been reduced to a few dozen pounds of eight meat going bad. And you just, <laughs> I, I'm sorry that that isn't a pleasant thought. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry Why does that, that scare people so much? You think, why does that idea uh, scare people? What they offer heaven. I'm not even talking about hell because hell was the first thing I had to let go of. As one of I'll be honest. Heaven sounds like hell to me. Heaven is hell. That sounds like hell to me. When people, oh, you're going to spend the rest of your time with fa your family and friends and worshiping God. This, There's a reason dude? they don't talk to me now. Yeah, yeah. I go, I told my friend uh, last night I was talking about, I said, man, I can't wait to get out of Thanksgiving. What makes you think I'm going to want to spend eternity with everyone I know, eternity, and just worshiping God all day? That sounds like the worst possible existence I could think of, to be honest with you. Just think that of all the people you know. literally sounds hor horrific. Just think about all the people you know who think that Trump is their savior, yes. who think that Trump was sent by God, who think yes. Trump is a godsend, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just imagine they're telling you essentially the same thing as you're going to be trapped in a room with him placating his ego for all eternity. You're going to be having to tell him how great and wonderful he is. Absolutely. Forever oh my God. and ever and ever. <laughs> a better analogy <laughs> is uh, an episode of The Twilight Zone called The Good Life with little oh, Anthony awesome. Fremont. Okay. Five-year-old boy who can wish things into the cornfield or turn things, you know, he, he can see a gopher and suddenly give it two extra heads. Okay. And, and he can read your mind too. Because so he has absolutely infinite power. Anything he thinks becomes. And you and he can read your mind. So you better be thinking good thoughts. So everybody that meets this kid, everybody in town, they, they count it. They're like, 
that's that that's that's good that you did that awful thing anthony that's that, that that's real good you got to convince yourself even when he just killed your spouse <laughs> oh man and exploded your dog Oof. whatever it is you can't ever be na- you never be angry you can never question that kid you can never just imagine being stuck in the home of little anthony fremont forever and ever and ever right envisioning the twins from the shining totally absolutely there's no way to make it end that sounds levity jillian levity jillian years squared just there's (laughs) yeah and more right and more right absolutely i'm i'm with you it it no escape no escape you're you're stuck yeah it'll be a great feeling you're not going to have any free will it's a beautiful thing. I've seen a number of philosophical arguments where the believers have to finally admit that they won't be who they are in heaven. That's true. That's a good point. You will not have free will. That's a great Technically, point. you don't have it now either, but you'll have, you have to admit that you don't have it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that's there. a good point, though. When you're there, you're, you're only in heaven for one reason. That's to worship the person that gave you this little mean, you know, life on, on earth. And there's right? no way to die. There's no you way can't to commit suicide. You can't escape. Yeah, There's no way to just let it end. I wonder if they take field trips down to hell, right? To just be like, yep, yeah, just see, this is what you missed. You know, well, yeah, so according you know, to, like, yeah, <laughs> we're all supposed to be very happy. I, can't, I don't remember who, who the author was, but it, it was somebody in antiquity that wrote that one of the great pleasures of being in heaven would be watching our former friends and family be tortured in hell. That sounds like, like going to the our, hangings, right? pleasure. Yeah. We're going to take like, pleasure in watching that. Yeah, that sounds... What the hell is wrong with people who made up heaven and hell? I don't want either one. I agree. Can I just die? Yeah, <laughs> can I just die? It's this idea like a tree or a plant or anything, right? It comes and goes, and nobody gives that a second thought. But the idea that that would happen to a human, no, no, no. We're more special. We can think, so that, that we must carry on. Do all dogs right? go to heaven? Narcissist. They say that, well, only if the believer believed. At least that's what some of my well, Christian that, friends Dogs said. have souls, right? Do cats have souls? Does your hamster have a soul? Where does it stop? Exactly. Yeah. Where does it stop? Exactly. Are you your favorite so, tree going to be up there with you too? Well, in my you thought know. when I was a kid, as I said, I had a very Buddhist concept or, or more Taoist. Did you, was there ever one point in your life where you believed in God? Yeah. Or never? I, I was lied to as a kid. Yeah, I was gullible as a child. So, I mean, yeah, when, when my family told me that God was a conclusively proven scientific fact, and I was told that it would be as insane to question whether God exists as it would be to question whether, whether we really have a president. I see. The funny thing is, is those same people later began to question whether we really have a president or whether is it just a figurehead puppet that the Illuminati erects for us and it's really corporations that are in charge, which is actually pretty close to the truth, really. <laughs> that sounds more plausible, right? That sounds the most plausible uh, to be uh, to Yeah, be it's just yeah. maybe two different factions that, that put sure. up the figurehead of, you know, who, who's going to represent their corporations the, the way that they want. You know, money and politics, that's where we are. But yeah, so I believed that there was a God, but I couldn't believe the Bible especially not after I picked it up and tried to read it. Yeah. I mean, I was told that this is going to be the word of God and that God is infinite wisdom and, and love. I'm like, so if I read the Bible, I'm going to be, I'm going to tap into the mind, the ultimate mind of infinite wisdom. How many paragraphs into the Bible 
did you get before you realize there's no damn wisdom here? I'm not going to lie. It took me a couple of years, but I eventually, honestly, you know, when people ask Patrick, why, why did you stop believing? I say, you know, look, don't take this the wrong way, right? If it's a believer, I'll say, to be honest, the more I looked into it, made me less believe, not the other way around. Like it, the more I, because at the beginning, I just took a lot of people's word for stuff, right? Because they were telling me these things. But the more I looked into it, the more I realized, well, this doesn't make any sense. This contradicts this, the, this, 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 this doesn't make sense. And the more I questioned people in the church about it, they would shush it off. They would be like, no, 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 no. You, you, you know what I mean? Don't mess with The devil with it. is don't. in the details. Exactly, man. And it was like, don't, don't, uh, what's that saying? You know, don't whatever the water, right? Don't, don't rustle up the water. It was like, don't, don't do this. You, you stop asking these questions. And that, that was, those were red flags for me. And I was just like this, right? And again, the more I looked into it, the more I realized it just didn't seem true at all. It took me an embarrassingly long time to realize that it, it, that God, it's not that God is like having a, an imaginary friend that God literally is exactly an imaginary friend. Yeah. And that it doesn't matter which, which God it is. I was a big Beatles fan when I was a kid. And then I happened across this thing. Cause I was also into Eastern religions. I thought that Eastern religions, when I was a teenager, I thought that Eastern religions had to have more truth in them than Abrahamic faith. Cause the Bible and the Quran and all like that are messed up. I didn't realize how messed up the Quran was until I started reading it, which is recent, but I read uh, George Harrison, my favorite Beatle, uh, who was into Hare Krishna. Yeah, and he said yeah. that when you chant the mantras, that he has proof of God. That it would be foolish to believe something without proof, and he has proof. What is his proof? When you chant the mantras, which means you get into a meditative state and lie to yourself until you believe it, fake it till you make it. When you do these mantras, he could see Krishna, and hear him, have conversations with his magic imaginary friend. So Krishna is in the room with him, talking back and forth. I know another guy, a pagan, uh, who, who he was very into cats. He had a weird cat thing. And, and so I remember like he had like posters and paintings of lions and panthers and leopards and stuff just all over his house all the time. And not surprisingly, guess who his God is? Uh, Bast, the Egyptian cat-headed goddess, appeared in his house, according to him, physically manifest. Physical, not just audible, not just visible, visible. He could touch her. Wow. So she shows up in his house and gave him a hug and bade him to become her disciple, which of course he did. You know, wow. I mean, I remember I, I, I voted for this. What do they come through the front door? I mean, right. That sounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I imagine he was a, I don't, but he didn't. Yeah. He didn't <laughs> yeah. I mean, I voted for a couple of politicians that showed up at my door themselves instead of their representatives, you know? And the, it's what you tend to do. So when, when a God goes out of their way to do the canvassing, to come right up to you, hi, I'm, <laughs> I am Bast or Bastet. You know, yeah. And uh, please be my, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Jesus just never showed up and said, hi, how you doing? Um, <laughs> yeah. Look, I asked him to a lot when I was, when I would pray, like that was one of those things. Like I would go to these, church summer can like you know i taught bible study and all and i man i would really try right i'd be closing my eyes because i'd look around and go man they they are acting like they're having something happen right so i'm like okay pat concentrate but maybe you're just not doing it hard enough right like 
I'm trying to talk. I'm open here and this is not happening. And you know, my thoughts were, they're lying. They're literally lying. And this is horrific because you have the same information I have, right? I'm in the same room. I'm open to the connection. So one of two things is happening, right? It's like, I'm, well, actually to me, only one thing was that you're lying because I'm not feeling it. And I've tried a bazillion times. So there's no way I was you have something special than me, you know? I didn't, my family didn't take me to church. I was, I was 11 when I first went into a church and I oh, was wow. thrown out for, for accusing the, the, the guy behind the podium of lying. Oh, <laughs> at 11. That's at 11. hilarious. Oh my God. Bro. Yeah. He said that they were, <laughs> he said they were human footprints in a riverbed in Texas alongside dinosaur footprints, proving oh, that Jesus. men walk with dinosaurs. Now I'm an 11 year old kid and I'm thinking that I'm, I'm, why would this man lie to me? And I'm thinking, well, okay, so. We're talking about pre, he, he said it happened 6,000 years ago. And I'm thinking 6,000 years ago, well, that, how would, this is still pre-Columbian times. It'd be a little bit surprising that they would let, that they would last for 65 million years and die out just a few thousand years ago before Columbus got here. But okay. <laughs> I'm, but, I'm, but I'm still going to try to figure this out. And, and the guy said that uh, proving, and he said there were sandaled footprints, not, uh, not, not bare feet. And I thought, well, that doesn't make sense because Native Americans didn't wear sandals. They were moccasins and moccasins don't really leave a footprint. But and so I'm already having problems with this. And he says, and that proves those were Adam's footprints. And I thought there's no way in hell you could look at a shoe and know the identity of the person wearing the shoe, Absolutely. especially not if it's a sandal or a moccasin. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, So asserting things. Saying you know things you don't know, which is all religion is, right, is fundamentally dishonest. Pretending to know what you don't know. That's what all faith is. Lie. That's it. And I remember you know, telling my mother or my grandmother, whoever it was, um, because there seems to be some discrepancy on that. I thought it was my grandmother. My mother said it was actually her, so I don't know. I, I, I said, he's lying. And then I get punched in the gut. Oh That's God. the response. Because you don't question. You can't question. Yep, exactly. Behind the can't podium. question. Yep, can't question. I mean, shoot, I, I literally remember people from the church like telling me, you can't ask those questions. You can't talk about that stuff. And again, huge How dare you question God? Exactly. If it's so real, you should have no problem answering any of these questions every day. In fact, you would be asking for them, right? You would the be Bible like, says that bring supposed it to, to. You're yeah. supposed to be ready with evidence when people ask questions. Yeah. But then the Bible says a bunch of things that people don't listen to, doesn't it? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's, that's, I mean, that is fascinating for sure. Um, oh, I also okay. want to throw in that, that when yeah. you tried to, to get Jesus to come into your life, it doesn't matter if it's Jesus or if it's Krishna. I mean, I, I remember reading a testimonial from this woman who said that her life had completely changed all of her misfortunes, everything that was so terrible about her life completely turned around the moment she accepted Buddha. So it doesn't matter who. Yeah, you know, this changed lives argument that Christians are so fond of, it's meaningless. It agree. happens with every God. It happens with no God. It happens when you get a new hobby. But the thing is, you know, people ask me off the time, often, or they used to, they don't anymore, but they said, if you, uh, if you want to know whether there's a God or not, just go out into the desert and starve yourself for a week and just, you know, and, and obsessively think about God and talk to him until he answers you. Yeah, because that works. <laughs> That'll work with Daffy Duck. 
That'll work with the with the alien telepaths, with the lizard people, with the spirit of your dead ancestors. That works with your animal totem. That works with everybody, every every imaginary thing. If you talk to it often enough, as Tom Hanks demonstrated in his movie about the island, Castaway. If you yeah. talk to a if you talk to a volleyball long enough, <laughs> it will start talking back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. I, I mean, I totally agree. It, it is such a fascinating. Uh, it is fascinating. Um, okay, here, here. Let me see. What, what am I missing here? Oh, oh. You know what I want to ask you about? I watched a um, one. I saw you. I, I've seen you do a few videos with Matt Dillahunty, which I love that guy so much, man. Um, and but I saw him do a. I saw Matt do a. Um, I guess debate. I guess you'd call it a debate. It was with. Am I saying right? Pangburn. I think I'm saying that right. Um, I think it was up in Pangburn Canada. And was, he, I, I was wasn't. I, I never worked for, with them, but as I understood it, Pangburn was like a like a talent agency. Oh but really? They, oh oh, yeah, I didn't know that. That's that's what I thought uh, that that Pangburn had had uh, lined up uh, Matt and Kraus and Harris and uh, whoever the the Christian nut job was. Uh, I want to say Jordan. Jordan Peterson. Yeah, I saw yeah. him do a debate with Jordan Peterson. Um, again, I'm not sure if you'd call it a debate or what or whatever, but man, I, I gotta say, um, Jordan Peterson. Look, I'll, I've said on the podcast where I'm not a fan of that guy um, personally at all. I know some people that really love, you know, clean your room and all that. Okay, great, whatever. I, my thing with Jordan is like when. And I've seen Sam Harris do multiple debates with them, and they have to keep doing more because Jordan will get like stuck on one word and truth and what has gotten like he'll just I feel like he's just always circular and always, you know, never, never. You can never just get a concrete answer from him. And and I'm not going to lie. I feel that way of talking to a lot of believers. There's always like, oh, yeah, moving Buddhist things around. Right. It's like. It's Buddhist a crazy rabbis thing. have the same thing about that circularity. Yeah. And of being willfully obtuse yes in, in buddhism exactly. there's a story where somebody somebody pulls up with a a cart drawn or a a, a horse drawn cart you know, they're, they're in a wagon like a stagecoach kind of a thing and they're showing off this is this is my coach and the the, the buddhist uh whatever they i forget the the name for the priest he grabs the the wheel of the thing and says is this the coach no, he grabs the door. Is this the coach? So he's not able to see the coach because the he wants picture. to piece apart each part of it. And, he, and somehow uh, in wow. Buddhist lore, this is wisdom. By not being able to see the collective, literally not being able to see the forest for the trees, which tree yeah. constitutes a forest? Yeah. Show me which tree. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that, that's, I'm going to use that story. I like that. Um, what are your thoughts on Jordan Peterson? He's very popular. I don't have figure. any. I don't have any. I've um, I've heard that he said one or two stupid things. I've never heard that he said a smart thing. I've never heard <laughs> that he ever. I've never heard that he said something worth listening to. I mean, that's that's the camp I'm in. I mean, look, I'm I'm not trying to disparage him or his fans or whatever, but in my opinion, I've you know, it's just I'm not a fan of the guy. I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of really time. Yeah. Or you know, I I, I wish that I did. Yeah. I, I really do. Um, all I do kind of is take in information. This is a solid break for me to do an interview because I'm not, I'm not trying to read research and, 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 sure. and compile the next presentation. Yeah. 
and I've, and it's gotten to the point where I can't, I can't follow the, the people I like, you know, and I've spent already more of my life actually reading stuff I didn't like. I mean, when I did, uh, when I first got into activism, I had to read all of this apologetics crap because you have to know what the actual arguments are. Sure. They don't, you know, they can say that evolution <laughs> is, is a fish deciding to grow legs in order to get away from his wife. Um, but so they don't have to know anything. They just, all they just have to do is proclaim things with full confidence. Doesn't matter how wrong they are, but if I'm going to find a fault in your argument, I have to know what your argument is. Yeah. So I, I found myself reading an awful lot of religious material. Sure. And some of it is, it just, when it gets into, and they also, all of them seem to have this, when it gets into the punishment of the unbelievers and the, the vulgar, horrible medieval ways that even the Sikhs would do that. You know, like I remember this one illustration where you, you get a hold of an unbeliever and you hold them up by either ankle. So they're upside down, hung by their ankles. And then you use a saw to cut them in half because you can't reason with people. You have to cut them in half. Or you have to burn them or bury them alive or because it's not possible to be rational. Well, well, who are, uh, who are some other atheist figures that you look up to? Uh, Sagan was the, the one that most affected me when he came out with, uh, with cosmos. Yeah. Um, I would hear rumors about scientists say, you know, that the, the whole universe expanded from a dot. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Or, or, or once upon a time, they used to say this thing, like they, they think that the universe is in the, is in the shape of a banana. What? <laughs> oh, I never heard that. That's hilarious. Yeah. I so I, I was one. never reading um, science documents because you have to, you have to be a scientist to have any access. And especially when we're talking about before the internet, you have to be, yeah. you know, you, you have, you have to be a science major in a university to have access to that. And that wasn't me in 1990 or whatever but when uh, sagan came out with cosmos he was explaining things and and i didn't realize he was illustrating a course that i was going to follow for the rest of my life wow and then i saw another lecture with uh, richard dawkins shortly after that that was somehow televised where dawkins is explaining the development of or the the biological development of a of a flounder you know it starts with its eyes on either side and then as it as it grows the eyes end up on the same side and it ends up in this swimming sideways fish and i remember thinking he's doing this as an ad he's, he's trying to explain evolution that did that, that that these fish weren't created this way they all start out on the same template and then they do the modification this is how evolution works and i remember i can tell you this it was 1990 or 91 i think uh, and i was looking at the tv screen so i'm going I want to, I want that guy's job. I want to do what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. I, yeah. Wow. And then 40 years later, I'm, I am doing that there, job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that, that's actually part, part of what I was going to ask you. Like, why, why, like, why be part of an atheist organization? You know, why, why make this your, your life's work? Because people are social animals. And whereas uh, we get a lot of statistics about how, you know, the, the, mor the morality argument that, that Christians are so fond of, oh, they sure. fail statistically across the board in being more moral than non-believers. Uh, you know, oh, you're saying like if you have to be moral to be, or you have to be re religious to be moral, that argument you mean? Yeah, that, that yeah, somehow, yeah, that, that, totally. 
I don't know why they think that, but they always go to morality first, that the reason they're moral is because God sure. will judge them for being more. No, yeah. according to the Bible and the Quran has nothing to do with how evil or good you are. You go to heaven or hell based solely on credulity, where you gullible enough to believe impossible nonsense for no good reason and give your money to the church. That's it. That's true. That's a good point. If you believe stupid things for no reason, you go to heaven. Or all sins can be forgiven. This way I usually phrase it. All sins can be forgiven if you but believe. But if you don't believe, then it doesn't matter how good you are. Because the only sin that will not be forgiven is the sin of disbelief. That's a great point, man. The only determining factor is gullibility. That's it. There's no good or bad. It hasn't your morality is irrelevant. And God is immoral anyway. Look at everything that he advocates. The things that no moral being would ever say or do these sorts of things that are attributed to him. Yeah. And Jesus either, really. Yeah. So, no, I'm not disagree, uh, Jesus I guess. once uh, says he's, he's come to divide families, husbands from their wives and, and children from their parents and so forth. And, and they, you have to, you have to hate your, your husband, your, your brother and your sister and your mother and your father and pick up your cross to follow him and make believe in possible stupid shit. And, and then it doesn't matter what food you take in or what you take into your life because he doesn't know about uh, he, he doesn't know about infectious diseases. It doesn't know about drugs. It doesn't understand nutrition. Yeah. He thinks he believes in magic words. He yeah. says that what comes out of your mouth is what corrupts you because, and, and he thinks that demons are the cause of disease. This is not the guy you want to take medical advice from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't, I don't understand how people yeah. glom onto that, but, but as I'm saying that the, the moral argument, if, if these people want to say that they're good because they're Christian, and, it, and, and God and good mean the same thing. So if you're goodly, then you're godly. And, so, and godliness is next to goodliness, whatever. Um, except that statistically, on all aspects, they fail, right? That, that uh, I've seen studies that show that, that the, the more religious you are, the more likely you are to be a child molester, the more likely you are to support uh, punishment and torture, torture of prisoners, the more likely you are to support the death penalty. Um, the more likely you are to have committed violent crimes, right? It's just there, there's so many, st- the more likely you are to have had an abortion, the more likely you are to have had a divorce. There's everything that they advocate is what is supposed to be moral. They're guilty of more than the unbelievers. The one statistic that they can, that they can point to atheists and say that uh, atheists uh, maybe have a higher suicide rate. Probably because we don't think that as soon as we're dead, there's going to be some guy punishing us Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but well, I think more realistically that if you don't have, because we are social animals, if you, if you don't have community, and every, every religious group, of course, it's community is what they're all based on, right? And they all, they all want all their minions to be of you know, hive mind. But we, unbelievers, tend to be a herd of cats. We're all free thinkers. And we, and we don't, we don't necessarily attach that way all the time. I have community and I'm very happy. Um, I always did and it didn't matter. And, and I don't think I really needed it. I would, I would find community anywhere and I would do well, but there's some people that don't have that aptitude and they feel alone. And then that I would say that, okay, that could lead to the bigger issue is if you're a belief, if you're a Christian, if you're a Muslim, if you're any religious faith and that includes a god then you think that there are magical forces who will somehow right all of these wrongs but 
atheists. We see everything being, we, we see millions of tons of plastics being dumped into the ocean. We see the, the, every government losing their damn mind. We see nothing but insanity and injustice and no way to fix it. We know how to fix it, but we won't because everyone is insane. I get why some people say, you know what? I'm, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm out of here. Yeah. That's funny. Wow. Wow. That's a, yeah, that's a great way to put it. It's, um, you know, it's one of these things where like it becomes where it starts to become negative because I've had this idea of like, well, let me ask you this question. If you could snap your fingers like Thanos, I guess, and eradicate all religion from Earth, would you do that? What we need instead is a grassroots appreciation for truth, actual truth, not just lies that we call truth with a capital T. Now, for me, I say that, that the truth is what the facts are, what we can show to be true, not whatever else we might assume or imagine beyond or instead of that. And this prevents us from saying that any old lie is the truth. We have to be able to show that it is true before we can call it truth. Sure. And I have this argument all the time. How can it be truth if it isn't true? But believers hold to that. It's true because I want it to be. No, it fucking isn't. It's a lie because you called it truth when it, when it isn't true. Yeah. We need a grassroots appreciation for sanity, for rationality. For we, we need to call people out when they say that they know things like when they, when they, when they know that Jesus or word that when they state any effect, which is just baseless speculation asserted as if it was a matter of fact, when they can't show that there's any truth to it, they need to be called out as liars. Just like I did when I was 11 years old, that guy saying he knows things he can't possibly know he's lying. That's what all religion is. That's what all religion does is lie. So if we don't care what the truth is, and that's where all of this comes from, then that's the problem. We need, we need people who, who have a higher value for honesty, who will be hesitant and say, well, that might be true, but I don't know that because I can't show it. If you can't show it, you don't know it. Yeah. But if you, can't, if you can't validate your claims to any degree at all, by any means whatsoever, then you don't actually know what you pretend to know. And people will bring up, you know, trivial little things about, you know, like, I know that I, where my keys are or something like that. Okay. On one level, who cares? And on the other thing is, as I said, you can go get them. If you know where they are, you can go show that they, that they are. But I, I have th things where, I mean, I remember a friend telling me this thing about why he, why he believes in God. So I say that this is what he said. And then my friend says, no, that's not what I said. I remember that's what he said. Does my memory counter his he says he, he remembers saying something else but now which of us knows do you mind huh? <laughs> snack time gonna... <laughs> i love it I really yeah so just it. stop saying you know things when you don't know yeah. if i can show something to be true I'm, i will happily say that i know evolution is true for example because i can demonstrate it i can show it i can prove it to you even even no matter how much you don't want to want to believe it i can show it to you anyway i can prove the point but everybody runs if they yeah. don't want to believe in evolution if they if they if they they don't want to accept evolution they don't want to understand evolution because they want to make believe something else they don't care what the truth is Correct. they want to believe something else they will run from that challenge 
It's like when it goes you, against you on what the, they yeah, believe. You, you right? click on the kitchen yeah. light and all the cockroaches go. Well, that's what yeah. Christians do when I say, hey, let me prove evolution to you. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, it, it'll blow up their idea right it will blow up exactly. their idea that's that's there yeah that that can be and a whole lot of people them. there is a point that there's there's there are people i've met them i don't i'm not saying i'm not saying every believer is this way sure. but i have met believers who know that what they believe is not true but they're going to believe it anyway because a few of them have admitted this to me and then when you, you get know, into arguments, I've heard that too. Theological I've heard arguments, that too. science arguments, it sometimes becomes painfully obvious that they know that what yes. they're saying is not true, but they don't. Correct. Care. But they choose to believe, right? They, they. Yeah. I'm with you. I've heard that as well. I've heard that too. Like, I know this is ridiculous. I know it, but I'm, I choose to believe it. At that point, you can do nothing, right? At that point, they're admitting, I'm choosing to believe this craziness for no good reason. Well, what do you, what do you say to that, right? That's okay. That's the way you, you're going to live your life, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's such a tough thing, uh, you know, to get behind, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, you know, something I want to... No, no, people tell ahead, me sorry. that, why do, why do I argue for atheism? Because I'm arguing for what I don't believe. I just, as I just told you, and I have been saying since the beginning, I argue for what I do believe. I believe in truth. Yeah. I believe in, in not lying. And, and Christians will often tell me, well, what's wrong with lying in your worldview? Lying, lies, and violence are in the same category. You are hurting somebody else because if somebody, if you lie to somebody, then they're going to be basing their decisions off of your information. So they're going to be making the wrong decisions. You're victimizing someone else. Learn to say you don't know when, when you can't show that there's any truth to it. You can't say that it's the truth. You just sure. admit that there's no truth. Why is that? Why is that? Yeah. Why is that so hard to just say, I don't know? don't understand why that's so hard for people. I got into it with a presuppositionalist once upon a time who says that if you, you can't know anything unless you know everything and, or, you know, someone who knows everything. Yeah. And so what you know, someone who knows everything, you don't know everything. So you can't know anything, but you know, how do you know that you know someone who knows everything? <laughs> like you said, <laughs> it's in the details, right? Like you said, that's exactly it, man. And that, that's really what it comes down to. The moment you start picking apart the little, whoa, whoa, whoa this, is, this is not making sense. Um, and again, once that happens, there's only so much you can do for somebody in that position. They're going to just believe what they're going to believe um, regardless of that. You yeah, know, and then they want to think that, that I'm that same way, but I'm not. Sure. You know, I've had people tell me that, you know, you're not going to change my mind. I'm not going to change your mind. And I have to correct them. I say, no. You're not going to change your mind because you've decided in advance that you're going to believe this, whether it's true or not. If the Bible said that, you know, two plus two equals five, I'm going to believe it. If the Bible said that Jonah swallowed the whale, I'm going to believe it. But if you were right, then you could change my mind and you would. It's not going to because my, my position is based on what is true. What can I show to be true? How do I improve my understanding? Which means I have to find the flaws in my current perception and correct them. I have to realize that, hey, I was wrong about this. So I'm dropping that. Yeah. Right? And, and it turns out that it's really this way. Correct that information. Sure, it's uncertain. It's supposed to be. Anything else is a lie, which all religion depends on and defends. Religious apologists defend lying. Yeah, well, that's a good point, man. This will be the last little bit I bring up here. I think I, I saved this for the last because I thought this would be a good way to um, to uh, to end this here. Um, 
So, well, t two parts here. I, um, I'm curious your thought on what, um, okay, so, so somebody, let's say somebody's right, they're talking to like, okay, if I could just get you to see it, right, the beauty of it, you would believe in God, right? You, you would, he came down to, you know, in front of you, you know, what would you say? It's like, I think some people have a hard time understanding, even if he did come down, even if he was real, I'm still not going to worship him, right? That that idea of, I'm still going to deny him whether it's real or not. Like, I don't even care if it's real or not. I'm still not going to get on my knees, worship this guy, thank him for all the children he gave cancer to throughout history, right? Thank you, God, for your master plan of uh, this child who was born with his bladder outside of his stomach. Uh, part, you know, great plan, right? Like, like I'm just going to be okay. I'm like... Why does and that surprises people like what you wouldn't you wouldn't be all over God if he came down like if he showed you he's true right if they could just get you to believe then you'd be all over it when they they can't fundamentally understand that I, I don't care I'm still not gonna be happy if God with this was dude. real and everyone knew it why would I or anyone else worship him what what is worship you know, I, I I agree. Wrap your lips around his colon for all eternity. Is that really what it is? I mean, <laughs> I, exactly. It sounds, it sounds, again, going back to what we were talking about, it sounds horrific to me. Again, that sounds like hell to me, right? Whatever you described as hell, and then you said heaven, that's actually, I'm the op. I think what you described is like, I was like, hell sounds more fun. That's where all the drugs and women and sex and fun is. Like, send me there. I, that's where I want to go with all the people that had fun in, in life. I like I'm, spicy send food. Me there. The yeah. Quran says <laughs> the spiciest food is in hell. <laughs> with the best foods in hell. I love it. That's where the grills are. That's where the hot grills are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when the coals are just right, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like that all the time. <laughs> oh, man. That's where the best brisket comes from, y'all. Oh my God, that's so funny. Okay, this will be the last question I ask you, man. I, I think um, I'm really excited to see your answer. So, okay, it kind of goes to what we said here. Okay, so if you could have a one-on-one -on -one with the Christian God, what would you want to talk about or what would you say to him? The Christian God is, for me, little Anthony Fremont. I want nothing. Oh, there can be no conversation. There's. You would just walk away. There, what are you going to reason with it? So you, you've seen all of its believers. You know that it's based on unreason. So you're talking to a, a glob of insanity. Why would I want to be? There was a there was a movie called um, I think Oculus. It was about a mirror. And if you get within so you know, get within a couple dozen feet of this mirror, then you start hallucinating and you can't tell what's real. Right? Why would I want to be in that environment? I I want to know what's real. I'm staying the hell away from that. I love that. My answer would be I would reschedule with them. <laughs> and and I would just keep rescheduling it. Like <laughs> just for infinity. You know what? Yeah. Maybe next Tuesdays would be better time. I remember <laughs> I can tell you that I, I, I offered a prayer the, the the proper way where you're not like a hypocrite out in the street being, you know, praying where people can see you. I did in the privacy of my own room, like the Bible says. Um, so there's another thing Christians do just blatant hypocrisy without Absolutely. paying attention just like when they get yeah. bible bible quotes tattooed onto them because because they read this page of leviticus but not that one um, <laughs> 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 uh, 
Yeah. So I know homosexuality is a sin, but wait, I can't eat shellfish either or get tattooed. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Good thing. Jesus came to change the law. No, that's not what, that's not what it says. And if he did, then homosexuality would be okay. Wouldn't it? No. <laughs> oh, bro. Oh, that made me cry. I distracted myself. I don't even know where I was going anymore. <laughs> uh, I don't know either. That made me cry. Literally, that made me cry. Oh, man. In a good way. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Um, wow. Well, uh, Arn, is there anything I didn't bring up or anything you wanted to shout out? So obviously, we'll put links in uh, in our description for your YouTube channel. And again, I do a separate intro. And, and, where... my, and my Patreon. I, I need all the help I can get. I mean, Bam, absolutely. This... Of course. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Rod, or excuse me, patreon.com forward slash A-R-O-N-R-A. This is my full-time gig, so please, all the support I can get. Bam, well. And it's surprising. What? You know, people would tell know me that. that all you do is just gather to, to talk about how you don't believe. How can you make a career out of that? There is so much wrong with religion and so much right about science and then so much important about uh, secularism versus theocracy. And I mean, I mean, you can really get into the weeds in this in a bunch of different directions. We've been almost two hours. And if we don't quit now, we're about to get started. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I love that. That's hilarious. Yes. Uh, Well, look, you got a new Patreon member, man. I will sign up 100%. I'm all about supporting um, things that I believe in and people I believe in. And 100%, man, I'm all about you. So for sure. Oh, 100%. And we'll absolutely push that. Without a doubt, bro. You got us. You know, we got your back there for sure. Um, we re- I really appreciate the time, man. I can't tell you enough. I absolutely enjoyed this conversation. Um, the last time uh, we spoke, actually, I, I told you that, uh, I don't know if you remember, but I, I said that um, I, I've, I'm sometimes afraid to tell people I'm atheist or bring it up even on this podcast um, for just, I don't know how people are going to react to it. Uh, but I, I got to be honest with you, talking to people like yourself and whatever, it gives me a lot more confidence to to stand up for my beliefs a little bit more in that sense or non-beliefs. Right. In that sense. Um, so thank you, man. I, I mean that. Thank you. Make a difference. Oh, yeah, My pleasure. Thank you very much. And since you're downtown, uh, my favorite crab place and my favorite noodle place are right down there by Brain Dead Brewery. Should be I down. know it again. Whenever it's good for you, let's go eat. Um, I'm so down for that. You have no idea. Please. That sounds Will amazing. Do. So my best to you and your family, man. Please enjoy the rest of your day and and happy Thanksgiving, brother. I hope you uh, get to do uh, something fun and and, uh, yeah. Thank you much. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time.